Welcome to the Elite Life with Trisha and Kylie. This is where we'll teach you how to develop grit, give yourself grace, and succeed in real estate. So let's dive in. Hey, 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 friends. I'm so excited you joined us today for another episode of the Elite Life Podcast because this episode is going to be so full of inspiration, fire, great information, and I just know everyone listening is going to have a better day, week, month, year. Hex, let's go big and say a better life for having listened to it. Oh, we have such an amazing guest with us here today. She is a productivity and accountability coach, attorney, and the absolute queen of consistency and goal crushing welcome alicia aka coach lee to the floor (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm so excited you joined us on the show to drop some of your nuggets of knowledge resources tips and get us all fired up to go crush all the goals just like we see you doing every single day. And friends, when I say she is the queen of consistency, I mean it. I have never, ever met someone more disciplined and dedicated to doing what she says than this woman right here. So let's dive in because there is so much greatness to unpack together. And um, I'm pumped because people say I'm consistent and disciplined, but I ain't got nothing on Alicia, man. She's just, she's a rock star. (laughs) All right, girls. So we snapped through your highlight reel in the intro, and we all know you're a rock star today. But take us, we like to like start at the beginning. So take our listeners back to like, how did you end up becoming the amazing machine that you are today? What what made Coach Lee? Coach Lee was because of other people. Um, I would say the discipline, the motivation, um, overachiever much probably um in school always trying to do all the things between school and sports and oh let's work and let's do this I think it just kind of because of that I grew up quickly so to speak like my mom worked shift work and she worked 12 hour shift so literally she would call and be like are you up for school yes and then basically I would take it from there and then call to say like I'm home homework is done brother's taken care of so I think starting young, I was given more responsibility and they saw that I could handle it. So then I kind of started adding more on myself and then they allowed me to have that and growing up all through that. And then becoming an attorney takes a lot of work, you know, really once you kind of get to college, they kind of stop telling you what to do. And so you have to figure out like, okay, if I have these five classes, I still want to have a social life. What does that look like in terms of scheduling and planning? So I think life made me this way, but it was, I guess, my choices in life in wanting to do all the things that kind of helped me to get here. Yeah, I hear that. So um, what I picked up from that is you, are you the oldest? Is You said you're taking care of brother. Were you the oldest child? No, I'm really, it's, it's four of us, but there's an 11 year gap between me and my sister. So it was like kind of two sets of kids. So me and my brother, my youngest brother are two years apart. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I'm the oldest of the two. You're you're the oldest of the pair because I'm the oldest, so I get very but you're much the oldest of all of them. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm the oldest of like 100 cousins. <laughs> <laughs> and nine siblings. 
Um, but I love that. I love that you you found that within yourself and you, you know, you built the machine that is you with your dedication and discipline. Because like I was saying in the last episode, you really understood that no one was coming to save you. You got to save yourself. Right. Like that's how it goes in this world. So I love that. Um, yeah. We are very big on like sharing tips and resources with our listeners. So um, I'm going to jump right into that. Like what kind of tips do you have for people? Because I feel like so many people aspire to even get in the same like ballpark is where you are. Like could I just work out, you know, three times a week even? Every day would feel impossible for a lot of people. Like how do you get the ball rolling even if, if – If you didn't grow up like that and with that in you, how do you become that? Yeah. So speak to me, who I was basically kind of sort of an only child and my mommy did everything for me. So if you could just kind of pour into me over here, I'm loving everything you're putting out. Um, I'm going to take some notes. That would be lovely. (laughs) I would say start Um, because even though everything was done for you or everything is given to you or you create this path. Like I had to make the choice. I had to decide. Like I grew up in high school playing sports. And so, you know, that whole high school, your young metabolism, once law school getting all the free food that was on campus, it was kind of like, Oh, I'm not moving my body as much. I see the scale creeping up. Oh, like I feel sluggish. So then I had to make the decision of, I don't like this. Like I like my clothes to fit. I'm in law school. I don't have money to buy more clothes. So we need to get back into these clothes. So it's a decision. like, And I think even with the decision, the way that I ate then and the way that I worked out then isn't the same as the way I eat and work out now. Like It's been a growth and an evolution. So I think it starts first with a decision. Like Whatever it is you don't like, you have to first decide that you want to change that. Whether that be working out, the what you eat, um just the whole general idea of procrastination so whatever it is you have it starts first with the mindset and the decision that i want change and then from there you're going to start creating and cultivating what that change looks like but it's about starting first with that decision I love that so much because I mean I feel like that's where a lot of people stop though it's like okay so I don't like my weight or I don't like you know the way my kids are coming up that's what you hear me (laughs) especially when she was like they gave me responsibility at a young age I'm like preach to me tell me more about this thing because um so once you make this decision of I don't like this or I don't like that what would you say like your next step is like are you planning things are you doing research on how to get where you want to go I think it could be a combination of the two so like if I go to pre-me, like not the me now who does personal development every day and listens to podcasts all the time and reads all the books. So I go like law school me when I was getting into like the personal development stages and not just reading murder and suspense books and like (laughs) learning about podcasts. Even back then, that was 10 plus years ago. Those weren't super popular the way they are now. I would say then it started with the decision. Um, And so at that point, for example, in the health field, it was mostly about like calorie counting. So I was like, okay, what's an app that I can use to count calories? I started using like my fitness pal and like scanning all the food. So I think it can go with either just so you know, once you get started, like this part about what I'm doing. So now let me go on a, go down the research rabbit hole and look for other things that kind of fall into that path. Because I never advocate, especially like in terms of the coaching, like I don't advocate a one size fit all approach. Like calorie, 
calorie counting might work for you. Macros might work for me. Intermittent fasting might work for something else, like if we were just talking health. Um, but I don't advocate for one size fits all because that's the problem with people not being able to actually stick with things. They're doing something because somebody else told them they had to do it. But when they tried it for themselves, they realized this doesn't actually work for me. And they weren't willing to make the adjustments and the changes necessary to get to what works for them. So once you kind of take action and you start, you have to be willing to keep starting over in the sense of making the adjustments and the pivot if you see that this part isn't working for me, but I really like this. And so then kind of using that to kind of get you to the next step, so to speak. I love that. And and that takes me to the next question I had on, which is what are the steps to setting the right goals for you? Because we talk a lot in our 411 accountability meeting about like setting goals and setting targets. And I think what happens a lot of times is kind of what you're talking about where you set a goal because you, you think that's what you should be doing, right? Like, well, low carb worked for everybody else. So I'll just jump on the, you know, keto train or I'll just jump on this train or that train. How do you set the right goals for you and then carry them through to completion, right? Because a lot of people set goals and they might do great week one, week two, or like we're doing 75 hard. We're well into it and only have a couple weeks left. And there's still people that are like, oh, I'm about done here. I don't want to do it anymore. And I'm like, we have like two weeks. What do you mean you don't want to do it anymore? We're way too far to quit now. Like this isn't even, it's a non-negotiable at this point. We're almost finished, you know? So what do you think are the right steps to setting the right goals for you specifically and then carrying those through to completion? And when you say you specifically, are you saying me specifically or the general you as a person? Yeah, just you as a person. Like if I was going to set goals for myself today, how do I know that they're the right goals for me? And I'm not just saying, well, I'll do this because everybody else is doing it. Think think about your why. What's the reason behind it? So we're talking 75 part, like we're talking health, we're talking fitness, we're talking whatever the thing is, saving money. Why do you want to do it? Are you doing it because you want to keep up with the Joneses? And this is the fad, or do you, are you doing it because there's something attached to it for you? So, for example, Trish, well, technically both of you guys, I know you guys, you're realtors, you sell houses. So am I saying I want to save money because I'm working on that next step of I'm trying to get out of debt to reduce my debt to income ratio because I'm ready to buy this house. So understanding your reason behind it. Like, I know that there's this phrase, like, have a why that makes you cry. Like, it don't have to really make you cry, but, like, keep asking yourself why. So... If we're going to go with the sticking with the health and fitness, like I want to start working out. Why? Because my clothes don't fit and I don't like how they fit. Why don't you? Because I don't want to buy new clothes. Why not? Because I like the way my old clothes fit. Well, why do you want to like start working out? Because I also want to feel better. Well, why do you want to feel better? Because I don't like feeling sluggish and I don't like feeling tired all the time. Why don't you like that? Because it doesn't give me energy and I feel drained. So like once you kind of can get to like keep asking yourself, why are you doing the thing? And once you're kind of to the point of like, I don't have any more answers at it. If you're happy with the answers that you've given and they work for you and they drive you and they push you and they motivate you, you probably are ready to set a goal that is that is purposeful to you. But then even with having that goal, you got to reverse engineer it and all of that. But essentially it starts with why are you doing it? So whatever the thing is that you want to set, why do you want to do that? But even on the flip side of that as well, in terms of setting the goal, if you want to find the right goal that works for you, a lot of times it starts first with 
when because a lot of times like okay you're like okay I have this goal and I have a why and I know that I want to do it but I don't know where to start start with what's worked in the past so if you have in the past because a lot of times most of our goals that we're setting is to get us back to a place that we were, mm-hmm. where we were financially stable, when we were healthy, when we were working out. Most goals that we set are about getting us back to where we were. That doesn't mean that you don't want to leverage it and get better about it. Like I used to eat healthy or I used to be smaller or I used to not have as much debt. And then this thing happened and I let snowball. So often it's about thinking about what worked in the past. And then and seeing if that in this new season of your life, does will that still work for you? But making sure that you ultimately are grounded and rooted in a why that is purposeful to you, like you as the person who are setting the goal, not your dad, not your husband, not your kids, not your boss, not any of the other people, because you have to do the work every day to show up for that goal. So if you're not rooted in the purpose, if you're not grounded in the goal that you're setting, you're not going to stick with it and you're not going to want to do it when it gets hard. Like, in 75 part, we're this far in. Like, I know we were talking about, like, I got a trip to take on day, like, 70 of 75 part. It's a day in and out the airport. And I have no idea currently right now how I'm going to get it done. But I'm going to make it happen because it's day 70 out of 75. <laughs> I will not start over at that point. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, I love everything you said, because we talk about the why a lot. And my why has evolved from the very first 411 sheet that we made. Um, I think that's important, too, is just to allow your why to grow with you. Like Alicia said, you know, she's not the same person now that she was in law school. You're not the same person now that, you know, you were 20 years ago. I've made, you know, I've made some growth and having that why grow with you is super important. But then, too, I think about. Um, when we come to our 411 meetings and there's stuff on my 411 sheet and Andy's 411 sheet and we're like, no, we didn't do that. It wasn't important. Like making sure that the why is going to motivate you down the road is super important too. you know, thinking about like, like you said, when we were trying to find the office, okay, I'm envisioning myself in this big ass office space by myself because Tracy's in Florida and Kylie's in the woods running around. Um, and I'm here by myself. I'm going to be so pissed off, like thinking about the future down the road. Like, is that why going to motivate you? Is that why going to keep you going? Yeah. You Jesse, know? Jesse Itzler, he always says, remember tomorrow. So like when you're thinking about, oh, I want to quit 75 hard today because I really want chocolate cake or I really want a glass of wine tomorrow. Are you going to feel good about that choice? Or are you going to be like, dang, like it wasn't. What, what is wrong with me that I just quit something it. that I worked on so hard for a piece of chocolate cake or a glass of wine? You know, like what what is a good enough reason for you to quit? Like the other day, I ain't going to lie, like when the ice storm was coming down really hard and it was 11 o'clock at night and I was like, we could die out here probably. I, I did consider it for a second. <laughs> I was like, is this the day we quit 75 hard? But that was because like it could actually end my life. Right. But um, it wasn't chocolate cake or a glass of wine. It was like a legitimate reason and that actually takes me into like my next question is like what what do you do when you're when you don't feel like it Alicia like because you are a consistent every single day you work out every single day you post I could I I actually I don't I'm not a betting person I wouldn't bet on probably anybody else in the world but I would bet Alicia <laughs> is gonna post that she did her workout today like I'd straight up bet like probably five thousand dollars on it and that's a lot of money I'd be like five grand this woman is posting her workout today without a doubt it is happening like I believe I've watched it for so many 
years, so many years every single day. So what do you do on the days when you don't feel like it? I think it depends on what it is because some things are non-negotiable for me. And it's like, if I didn't post my workout, is it because I physically was unable to? Like, am I hurt? Am I like literally physically unable to? Or like, is it a rest day? As opposed to, did I not do it because, like Kaylee was saying, I didn't do that because it wasn't actually important. Like I put it on my to-do list and then when it came time to do it, I either, maybe I realized that it wasn't about me, it was about other people. And that's not to say that we don't do things for other people and that there aren't things that we don't want to do that we still have to do. Like, y'all got kids that don't. I'm pretty sure y'all take them places and do things for them that you don't always want to do. And hopefully they don't listen to this so they don't have to know that. But I think when it comes to not wanting to do something, it's, again, my favorite question. Why? Why don't you want to do it? Is it lacking motivation? Okay, well, you're not going to always be motivated. That's where this discipline comes in. If you want to get to the consistency side, you have to get through that discipline because you're not going to always feel motivated. When you start something new, you're motivated. And in going through that motivation, you're working to build that consistency. And once you hit that consistency streak, you typically might still show up. But sometimes consistency goes away and discipline kicks in. So you have to get to the why and is that why enough to keep you consistent and to help you be disciplined? Because sometimes it's not like, I know you talked about the snowstorm. I'm in Florida. We got hurricanes. I remember one time I like, literally texting you like, it's a hurricane. I don't, not positive. I can 75 hard today. Like it's nonstop raining. It's not just the rain, the wind. We're at 40 miles an hour. Not sure if I should do this. <laughs> Um, so I think like, in that I was like, I wasn't per se motivated, but I was motivated to do it. And I had consistently been doing it and I was disciplined enough to still want to show up. But then I had to kind of think about you in the ice storm. Like, am I willing to die for this? <laughs> so I think we get to the point of, I don't want to do it, but am I going to still show up? Check your why. Yeah. Check your why first and then often in checking your why, it hits you to the gut and you're like, oh yeah, I'm still show up. Got it. <laughs> it kicks you in the okay. gut. Oh yeah. I love that too. And I love that you, you use a lot of the same terminology as me where you said it's a non-negotiable. And I love that because I think more people need to have non-negotiables in their life. And a lot of people have none, right? Like they, like they're living their life and living their life and it is what it is. And if I get it done, I do. And if I don't, I don't. And I'm, you know, hashtag life balance, blah, 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 blah. But for me, like there are like, I don't, I, I can't, I probably because you're an attorney, right? Like we have those mindsets. We know if we negotiate with ourselves, like we're going to win, but did we actually win, right? <laughs> like we can very easily talk ourselves out mm -hmm. of anything because we're good talkers, right? So that's why it has to be a non-negotiable. Like I haven't, this round of 75 hard, it hasn't even crossed my mind to quit because it's a non-negotiable that I'm going to finish. Like it, it's just not an option to quit. Dave's doing it. You're doing it. Kylie's doing it. Andy's doing it. L literally everybody in my entire circle is doing it. I sure ain't going to be the one that's like, yeah, it's just if you like it today. Like, I'm not going to go down like that. So it's just not even a it's just not even a thought, right? It's a non-negotiable. I think non-negotiables are so. And I think. Oh, I was going to say, I think that what you said too, like your circle, the people that you're surrounding yourself with, like not only have you told them that you're doing it, you got them on the train. So now you have that external accountability, that extra motivation to make sure that you're not the one 
dragging the team down. Not that just because you fall off, they're going to fall off. Like Dave might be more likely to because he's your husband. He's in the household with you. And he might be like, well, okay, well, I'm not going to leave her in here while I have to go outside in this ice storm. So I think who you surround yourself with and who you know can pour into you when you have those weak moments is also very important. Yeah. And I mean, that brings us to exactly what you do, which is um, being a productivity and accountability coach. Can you unpack for um, our listeners, like, what does that entail? Probably a lot of people don't even know, like, you can get a coach for something like that. Tell us a little bit about it. So for me, how I got into coaching, it started from like Beachbody from the workouts, like showing up in that and being that consistent person, people are always like, you know, you motivate me and you encourage me, not just in the workouts, but how are you able to, because like at that time, I was refereeing basketball, attorney, working out, doing intramural sports as well. Like I was doing the quote unquote, all the things, meal prepping, all of this. And it's like, how do you have time for that? And I'm like, I don't know. Like I didn't realize people didn't have time for these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was in realizing that like kind of what I did was a gift, I guess you could say. Um, and so from that, for me, the funny thing is I told myself that I don't, I don't have time to become a coach because like full-time attorney, who got, who got time to take on something else? And I'm the over, because if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right. Like I'm not going to, and you can not knocking anybody who does it. You can just become a coach based off your life experience, but I, I needed to go to school. I needed to get some training. I needed to get some certifications behind my belt to say that I'm a coach, Mm -hmm. um, pandemic, the world shutting down, working from home, all that extra time on my hands is kind of how I got into it. And then in realizing that, like I said, people struggle with being productive and like finding this hidden time in the day, the time that they say they don't have, but they spend hours watching Netflix. The time that they say like, I don't have time for this. I don't know how to do it. That's how the productivity part came in. And I've always been in, I think, accountable accountability groups, whether that be the workout group or I've always been the person to like, I'll tell somebody that I'm doing it because I know myself, like you said, I can negotiate myself into or out of a lot of things. But if I tell somebody else, I'm less likely to want to disappoint them. But that's not saying that my why is them, but it's I told them something because it is important to me. And I know that if I don't do it, depending on the person that I'm telling, they're going to ask me about it. They're going to check me on it. And especially when I'm doing something new in the beginning, if I'm not like in an accountability group for that thing, I tell people, whether that's social media, whether that's making a to-do list and posting it so people see that I have to do this thing, like I tell other people. And so I've created accountability around me. So that's how I kind of became productivity and accountability because a lot of people need that accountability, whether that's the person to like guide them through the thing or the person who literally they just need to know is this person's going to check for me. And if I don't do the thing, they're going to question me on it. And I better have a good reason or excuse as to why I didn't do it. So that's kind of how I fell into coaching. And then within that specifically kind of like productivity and accountability. Yeah, I love that. And I really, I am a firm believer that people need some skin in the game sometimes to actually follow through on their commitments. And what I mean is I can pay for a training program for my agents or I can pay for a dialer for my agents. They are less likely to actually use that dialer or actually finish that training program if I paid for it. But if they paid for it, you better believe that they're going to use it and make sure they're getting their money's worth and blah, 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 blah. And I can 
can tell you, I know for a fact that's why I did so well with my very first Beachbody program and ended up where I am today because when that coach found me on Facebook and she was like, what are your health and fitness goals? I'm like, goals? I don't have no goals. What are you talking about? Like, I didn't, I didn't even set goals at that time in my life. And she's like, you know, we're going to do this program, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, how much is it? And she was like, I think it was $129. And for me at that time, $129, you might as well have told me I needed $100,000. Like I didn't have an extra $129, especially to spend on myself. I had uh, Anthony, Nikki, Trent, and Angelina, so I had four kids at home, living paycheck to paycheck, usually bouncing my bank account. I did not have $129 to spend on a program. But that girl was good at negotiating too, and she kept messaging and messaging. And, <laughs> and finally, I think I said okay just so she would stop messaging me. And it ended up being the best thing of my entire life because I even remember I was like, well, I can't start this program till this date because I'm going to opening day and I'm going to eat all the food and drink all the drinks and do all the things. And so I was just sitting in her group, like watching all these people post their yummy food. And at that point in my life, all I did was eat Stouffer's frozen meals. So I was like, y'all are cooking all this food and eat all this yummy food. And when I started, I mean, I was so meticulous because I had spent $129 on it. So I did every single workout. I filled those cups exactly. I didn't even lick my fingers when I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like I was not messing around because I spent $129, right? So when we talk about Alicia being accountability and productivity coach, if money is something that you don't have a lot of and you're like, oh, I can't spend the money on this because I don't have the extra money, it doesn't need to be extra money. You need to spend the money on it because you need a coach that you are going to stick with and listen to. She's going to tell you what to do and you're going to do it because you spent the money, because you made the investment in yourself and the best thing you can do if you want to get better at something is to get a coach because as soon as I started getting coaches in my life like everything changes everything changes like you said you have somebody mm -hmm. to report to to be accountable to and it's just it's everything I mean it's I mean it's completely changed my life that's why I started doing life coaching stuff with you and it was a little bit extra because you know where I live and you know my grandma so this is a super great spot to have a pause hear a word from our amazing sponsors and when we come back Alicia may or may not know that we're going to ask her for three things that our listeners can do right now today to get them lines up to make their lives better. So come on back after the break. Do you know more than 80% of real estate agents fail and quit in their first year of business? MyStarsAcademy.com has set out to solve this problem by providing a convenient, expert-based training and coaching program for both agents and brokers. The Agent Accelerator program teaches agents everything they need to know to level up their business, have a constant flow of free leads, convert those leads into clients, and take those clients to the closing table and keep them coming back for more as repeat business. Our industry experts have years of proven success in the business and are here to share that gold through one-on-one -on -one coaching. This will help you achieve more structure and work-life balance. We will map you a plan you can follow, which will guide you through the steps to scale and grow in both your business and personal life. Don't be a statistic. Visit MyStarsAcademy.com and enroll today so you can get the success you deserve. 
All right. right. Thanks for coming back to the Elite Life Podcast. We are here with Coach Lee. <laughs> That's too much fun. I want, like, I always remember the announcer for the Joe Dumas. You have utilized the announcer voice multiple times today. I think you're in some sort of mode. It's all right. I am in excited mode because um, I watch this woman slay on social media all the time. And I remember the one day you were like, I'm so sick, but I'm drinking this gallon of water. Come no matter what, no matter what. The one day I get wet. Yeah, you were <laughs> you were you were not feeling good that day. So we uh, were hoping that you could give our listeners three tips, tricks, or to dos that they can implement right now today to get themselves on a path to a better life. Start. Make a list. If it's in your head, get it on paper. I advocate putting it on paper because if you start typing it, I, I see the red line that I got to auto-correct. <laughs> and you can you can write faster than you can type because it doesn't have to be pretty. It's not about perfection. So start, make a list, and then three would be choose the first, like choose the first thing you're going to take action on, basically. Like don't do all the things at once. I get that you want to make this change, all these changes in your life, but you haven't likely stuck with it before because you tried to do all the things at once. Choose one. Start, make a list, choose one thing from the list and take action on it. Oh my gosh, I need you so much in my life. More than more than you already are because I am that lady who's like, all right, hubby, it's Friday night. We are going to overhaul our entire house life family in the next 48 hours. So by the time Monday morning hits, everybody's living a new life. Our kids are behaving great. Our meals are done. Our house is clean. And he's like, well, those are great ambitions, darling. But uh, you've been saying that for since we got married and a little bit before that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Very unrealistic. Um, uh, I, I call it ambitious. It's not unrealistic. I'm just ambitious. I, I love your ambition. Um, so Alicia, you do a lot of things every day. Like you've talked about, you have so many hats you're putting on. Um, walk us through like what a typical day looks for you and what tools you use to keep yes. organized. Because I mean, you have a lot to keep track and to keep moving forward. Do you have certain morning, evening routines, apps that keep you and on track, go-to resources, what can you share with our listeners that maybe they could implement into their lives to get more organized? Um, develop, create a routine. Um, so typical day, don't don't die when I say what I'm about to say. I get up at 2.30. Um, I go to bed at like 8.30. So I, I do get sleep. It's not a full eight, but six is really what works for me because even on the weekend when I don't have an alarm, no matter what time I go to bed, it's that six, seven hour range. Anyway, so I get up at like 2.30. I do my morning routine. So like my devotionals, personal development, all that jazz. I spend like an hour in the office working before it's time for me to like work. So like I get in my office by like 4, 5.15-ish. I'm pushing play on my workout. Should be done by 6. In and out the shower. Get ready for work. Out the door at 7. Personal development on the way to work. Work. Come home. You know, you eat and all that stuff in between there. Spend a little bit more time <laughs> we do that eating thing now and then. The um, make my to-do list for the next day. Go to bed. Get up. Do it all over again. Um, so what apps and resources do I use to get all this done? Asana. It's technically like a project management tool and it's used a lot more like in companies and corporations. 
But I look at myself as a company and a corporation, even though I like I do have a business. So like I literally use that as my to-do list because you can use it on the computer. It's an app on your phone. Like it goes with you. Even on the computer, like you know how computers now you can like download apps. You can use it on like literally the website, the app on the computer or the app on my phone. So like my to-do list is with me at all times. What was that and I called? Can categorize that black boy by like what am I working on today? What do I need to do for this week? And what do I need to do by for this month? So then no matter where I'm at, if something, if opportunity arises for me to do something else that's on this list, I can check it off and I can move it around. Um, so I use Asana. I do a weekly brain dump, like literally every Friday, Saturday. I write down everything that I can think of that I need to do for the upcoming week. Type that bad boy up, assign due dates to it. But I'm also flexible with the due dates. Like some things obviously have those non-negotiable dates, but other things don't. But you know that each week is going to look differently. Because criminal defense attorney by day, productivity and accountability coach throughout, we got to keep it all together. Um, having work-life balance, keeping work at work and business outside of work. No, that's my lunch break. I, that's my business time at work. Um, so like creating a routine, having a system, making a to-do list, working through that list. So that's kind of typical day and like the main apps that I use. And because of, you know, technology being on the go, like, using Google Drive to kind of keep the things that you need, that you use a lot, kind of with you. So many good resources yeah. there. Ky- Kylie is Look fever- it. feverishly taking notes. I, of, yeah. so she thanks you for making her life better. What if you had to pick the number one thing, the number one thing that helps you stay successful, productive, and constantly moving forward, what would the number one thing be? To-do list. To-do list. No, if fans are about to about it. If I think about it, it goes on the list. Like, literally things that I do all the time, like no prepping, grocery shopping, still put it on the list. Nice, nice. To-do list. So you're like, Kylie, where you, you feel the win of checking it off the list. Oh, I love that feeling. It's not even sometimes the wind of checking it off. It's sometimes like, I know I meal prep every Saturday morning, but just in case somebody was like, hey, can you do something Saturday morning? Knowing that meal prepping is on the list kind of gives me a, okay, if I'm not going to do, if I'm going to give somebody else my meal prepping time, when am I going to do it? So it's a kind of reminder and a gut check to myself of, if you're giving up this time that you normally do this thing, where are you going to put it at to make sure it still happens? Mm-hmm. Love that. Then nothing, that's how you're consistent. Nothing slips through the cracks because you keep everything on that list. That is awesome. I like that too, that you acknowledge like, I budgeted that time, and even though it's something I do the same time every week, it's still on the to-do list. It's still on the calendar, Um, and I love that you check that because I feel like so often we run into people at the grocery store or at the gym or, like, somebody calls us, hey, I'm coming to town for this holiday. Can we get together? And um, you, you have to check and, you know, have that flexibility, have that flexibility. Yeah, absolutely. And and you've you've gave so many resources and tips and things like that. If our listeners wanted to get some productivity and accountability coaching from you, how does one find you, Coach Lee? Yeah, how can I sign up for you? Socials. <laughs> um, I'm at legally, which is not spelled the the legal way. It's L E G A L L E E dot me everywhere. That's website would be www.legally.me. Like not dot com dot me. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, TikTok are all at legally dot me. 
Boom. Keeping it easy and consistent. <laughs> that is the theme. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Kylie always has some some funner questions. Some funner questions. Mo funna. Mo funna. All right. She's got some ones before we wrap up. I always let her uh, go a little while. Go ahead, Miss Kylie. So you didn't put my favorite question on You here. can add it. Go ahead. I want to know if you if you were an animal, what animal would you be? What's your spirit animal? Koala. Shut up. That is not what I would have picked for you. I wanted one when I was in high school, and I thought I had convinced my dad to buy me one. <laughs> Clearly it didn't happen, but a koala. A koala. Have you ever, like, gone to the zoo and, like, been able to feed them or touch them or done anything fun like that? A koala. Can you hug a koala, or is it really me? They don't like to be touched or pet by people, but they don't like koala. People. It looks cute. Is that like you, though? You don't... Look on the outside, but don't really bother me. So maybe that's my quality. She's like, I'm super cute out here. Don't freaking touch me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. Um, And this is a Trisha question, but I'm going to ask it because I'm hijacking this here. Um, If you could go back and give Teenage You any advice, what would it be? Ooh. I'm like a cross between start and like pay for it now. But I guess both of those are start. Like start small, like whatever it is. Even something as little as like the debt that you get, like if you don't go to school like on full, like scholarships or whatever, and you have like student loans, like like pay the interest while you're in school. Like start. Whatever it is, if you have the idea, start. Just do like it. Anything that you can think of might make your life easier, just start. I like that so much. I know what I'm doing when I get home. I'm throwing everybody's toys away. All Do the extra not delay. Clothing. Start today. That's what I love. All right. If you could wake up tomorrow and work any other job in the whole wide world, including fairy princess, mermaids, ship captain, um, titan of industry, would you? what would you be doing? I don't know. Like... So before in before I wanted to be a lawyer, I said I wanted to be a teacher, but I think coaching is teaching. And yeah. I don't think I necessarily really want to be in a classroom teaching. No. So I don't know, can I just be paid to talk about what? I don't know. Anything. Oh, I like that. Food, working out, coaching, law, like just, just talking. I don't know. Just speaker. Talk. You want to be a speaker? There we go. Let's make it official title. Speaker. <laughs> I like it. I've been listening to that Eric Thomas book, You Owe You. If you haven't uh, listened or read that one yet, Alicia, you would probably really enjoy it. He talks about, like, he didn't know that that was a job, that you could be a speaker. And then he, like, he had been, well, I'll unload the book at another time. That's a whole episode. <laughs> All right. It's a good one, though. You probably I'll add it to my good Yeah. Um, last, but maybe most important, if you, and you can't pick world peace for this one, if you had one wish, what would you wish for? Everybody to be happy, right? Do what you love. Whatever that is, I want everybody to just, just be happy, because I think if everybody was happy, that would lead to world peace. So I won't even go big like world peace, like happiness for all. Like, find what you love and do it. Oh, (sighs) I love that. I love She it. is a lawyer. She went right around my don't pick world peace, and she was like, well, I'm going to go around here <laughs> and still pick world I peace. I choose world peace. Instead of choosing world peace, I told everyone making the world peaceful. 
You're super, super smart. Super smart. If you were a parent, you would totally outwit your children. I love it. (laughs) Forget forget you, Trisha. My kids are going to Alicia if I die. That would probably be a problem. All right, girlfriend. Anything else you want to share with our listeners before we wrap it up for this Thursday's episode? Start. Just start. Make a list. Choose an action. Start. Whatever it is, just start. Just do do the damn thing. Do the things. Thank you so much for joining us. This was such a great chat. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Yes, and I love your shift shop shirt. Say that five times fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to change the rating on the show if we keep saying that. That was a great program. I loved that program I when it too. came out. It kicked my rear end. So if you want us to kick your rear end every week, go to YouTube. Search our handle, Elite Life Podcast. Um, if you are already here listening, hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button because you know you liked this episode. And don't forget to share the show. That's how we reach millions, how we're able to continue to grow and bring you some amazing amazing nonsense every week i am carrying this exit out way too long i can see it on trisha's face so come back next time love you bye bye (laughs) no i love when i love when you said we reach millions maybe one day we'll reach millions we probably reach hundreds that's an affirmation and a positive thought i put it out in the universe yeah that's true so so one day somebody will listen to it and we'll have reached millions We thank you so much for joining us today on the Elite Live with Trish and Kylie. Be sure to share the episode with a friend so we can continue bringing you more great tips on grit, grace, and real estate. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook. We hope the ideas we share continue to help you build an empire and leave a legacy.